Welcome to the Prosperity Gap, where we discuss the financial gap that exists between you and your retirement. It's time to bridge that gap. Hello, Prosperity Nation. Dave Hall, the Prosperity Guy. So excited to have you back for another episode of the Prosperity Gap, the show where I help you bridge that gap that exists between you and your retirement. If you have not yet taken time to subscribe to our show, please make sure you do so. I want to make sure that you're able to get access to all the content we offer every Friday when it's released. Now, if you've listened to the last few episodes, you know that CR and I answer questions the listeners have on future episodes. So please feel free to go to my website, theprosperityguy.com, where you'll be able to submit your questions. Well, hopefully everyone's had a good week. Mine's been a little bit crazy. We're still under a pretty heavy lockdown here in Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico has had the worst lockdown of anywhere else in the United States. It started back on March 15th. And for the first time, just this last weekend, I was finally able to go out and mow one of my friend's yards with my boys. Up until this time, they've had restrictions that basically the only thing we could get access to was food, gas, or medical supplies. Everything else was completely closed. If you went against the restrictions, $5,000 penalty or up to six months in jail. So been a little bit crazy. Hopefully yours hasn't been so bad as we're opening back up. Hopefully you're able to get your life back to some sense of normality. Realize that that's going to be difficult for many people for a long period of time. Today's show, we're going to be talking about the tax-free bucket. But before we do, let's take a minute for a word from our sponsor. Today's show is being brought to you by eTrends Group, CPAs and Strategic Advisors. If you are tired of the struggles that come from trying to manage your own taxes, accounting, or bookkeeping, then you need to reach out and let the professionals at eTrends Group give you a hand. To learn more about their services and how they can help you with your common and not-so-common financial problems, go to www.etrendsgroup.com. If you've been listening to any of my previous podcasts, you know that we talk about a three-bucket system. Today, we're going to be talking specifically about the tax-free bucket, but just in case you weren't on those previous shows, I'm going to do a quick review to make sure everyone understands what these three buckets are. So the first bucket that we talked about a couple of weeks ago was the taxable bucket. This should only contain anywhere from three to six months. My recommendation is six months, but six months of income to be available for emergencies. It's liquid assets. Biggest problem with this bucket, if you have too much money inside of it, you're not going to be able to keep up with inflation. If you don't have enough money, when there's a crisis, you're going to have an issue. The second bucket is the tax deferred bucket and the tax deferred bucket has the majority of most people's retirement assets in it at this time. Well, what we want to do is make sure we adjust that bucket down to the appropriate amount so you don't have provisional income and so you can also get your required minimum distributions out without paying tax on those, that they are under your standard deduction threshold. If you can do that, that bucket's filled up correctly, and then all the other assets that we have should go into the tax-free bucket. Now, why do we want to put money into the tax-free bucket? Because we're in an environment where taxes are expected to go up. In fact, we know right now the date is set at January 1st, 2026. Now, I get a lot of kickback from other people saying if administrations change in the government, that date may get sooner and it possibly could. But we know for now that the date that's been set is January 1st, 2026. When we talk to people about whether they'll go higher or lower after that, the majority of the people believe that taxes are going to go higher and they could go substantially higher because of unfunded liabilities such as Social Security, 
Medicare, and the national debt. So today I'm going to talk about the various assets that can go into the tax-free bucket and why you want to use as many assets as you possibly can to create as many streams of tax-free income as possible. One of the things that we found as we do our planning is that it's very difficult to get any person into a completely tax-free environment with just one stream of income. So it's a process that requires us to look at various assets, to look at various products, to be able to make sure that you can get into that tax-free environment with multiple streams of income as you head into retirement. Now, when I talk tax-free, be aware that I'm talking about federal tax-free, state tax-free, capital gains tax-free, and Social Security tax-free. Very important that an investment meets all of these criteria. So a couple that we get asked about that aren't tax-free, one of them is municipal bonds. Now, why would a municipal bond not be considered tax-free? Because a municipal bond, if you move states, is not going to be state tax-free. Another one that gets brought up all the time is health savings accounts. Now, health savings accounts can be an amazing way to start putting money aside, but be aware that it is not a completely guaranteed tax-free asset. Now, you're able to put the money in and get a tax deduction. It can grow tax-free. And as long as you use it for health purposes, you can pull it out tax-free. So you get a triple benefit if it works. There are situations where people aren't guaranteed to be able to pull it out tax-free Therefore, we do not include it in our tax-free bucket. So the first asset I want to talk about in this bucket is my favorite asset, and that is the Roth IRA. Now, the Roth IRA was brought about to allow for taxable contributions, but tax-free growth and tax-free distributions when you get to the end. Unfortunately, it has not become that popular. There's less than a trillion dollars in assets inside of Roth IRAs, where we've got over $20 trillion of assets going into tax-deferred accounts or into our traditional IRA-type accounts. So the Roth IRA is great, but one of the biggest challenges that it has is that your contribution amounts are limited. In 2020, the Roth IRA contribution is only $6,000. Now, if you're age 50 or older, you can put an additional $1,000 in, but that's only $7,000 a year. And this is one of the big limitations that the product has is most people cannot get enough money into it to be able to get them the money they need once they get to retirement. Now, if you've got a Roth 401k at work, the limits are going to be higher. I would take advantage of the Roth 401k so that you can then put that money in now, paying taxes at historically low rates and then be able to pull the money out in the future when tax rates are much higher, tax-free. Now, there are some other limitations that the Roth IRA has, and it's very important that you understand these. One of them is you do have to have earned income to be able to contribute into a Roth IRA. So if you do not have W-2 earnings, if you don't have some form of social security-based earnings, such as a business, then you're not going to be able to contribute into a Roth IRA. The other issue is, is you may have too much income to be able to put money into a Roth IRA. So if you're a single filer or a head of household filer, if you make over $124,000 a year, be aware that your contribution amount is going to start phasing out. And once you get over $139,000 a year, your contribution amount is going to be completely eliminated. Now for a married filing joint couple or a qualifying widower, the amount is going to be $196,000 before you start phasing out and $206,000 before it's completely eliminated. 
Now, the group that really gets hurt here is that group that's married filing separate. If you're in that group, be aware that the chance of you contributing is going to be very limited. In fact, if you make $10,000 or less, you can contribute, but the amount's going to be reduced. And if you make over $10,000, it's going to be completely eliminated. So not a great option for those who are married filing separate, but a Roth IRA can be a great tool. And if you can qualify to put money into this bucket, it's my recommendation that you make sure you do it every year, especially during this period of historically low tax rates, where we've got the highest marginal tax bracket at 37%. And even in 2026, when taxes go up, that's going to jump to 39.6. In addition to the brackets changing, that's one of the other big issues that you have when taxes go up, because they're reverting back to the 2017 amounts the brackets are also reverting back. And so you may even have a 9% jump in your tax rate, even though you're not making any additional money. Another important asset inside of the tax-free bucket is a Roth conversion. Now, this is where you take your traditional IRA and you roll it over into a Roth. Well, if you're going to do that, make sure that you get some advice. And especially if you think you're going to do it in one year period of time. Too many times we've had people come in who decided to do it themselves. They heard taxes were going to go up. They decided to make the transition. But when they did it, the conversion created so much tax that it put them into a bad situation. Some of them did not have money in their taxable bucket to cover the tax. And others were put in such a high bracket that it was one that they probably, even if taxes go up substantially, may not be in in the retirement anyway. So you want to make sure that it's well planned out. We do have just over five years that we can do the transition with historically low tax rates, but you want to make sure that you're getting the correct advice before you just go do this. Another asset in the tax-free bucket that's often not talked about is the Roth annuity. Now, what is the Roth annuity? This is where you move your annuity into a Roth account. So not only do you eliminate longevity risk by putting an annuity in place that's going to guarantee you lifetime income, but you're also now putting it in an environment where you're not going to have tax on the money that comes out of the annuity. Now, many people do not understand the way annuities work. And as a result, they usually will discount the value that they have to your retirement portfolio. But I'm here to tell you, you need to stop discounting annuities. They've changed substantially and life's changed substantially to where they can be a very important part of making sure you have the income that you need that lasts you your lifetime. You need to understand once you get to retirement, it's not about your assets. It's about how much income you can create so that you can use that income to live off of until your retirement ends. Another asset that we need to talk about when we talk about the tax-free bucket is the life insurance retirement plan. Now, we will go into far greater detail on the life insurance retirement plan on a future show, but some basics you need to understand with this plan, that it is a permanent life insurance policy. It is set up to do a number of things with your retirement. One of the first things is to make sure that you have another stream of tax-free income. Life insurance retirement plans that are set up correctly not only grow tax-free, but they also allow you to distribute the money out tax-free. You'll also, if set up correctly, will be able to get a long-term care rider that's going to help cover your costs of long-term care if you're to have a long-term care event, which for the average couple, you've got a 70% chance that one of you is going to need some type of long-term care if you live to your life expectancy. 
There's also a death benefit that comes with the life insurance policy, depending on what you want to pass on to your heirs or your beneficiaries. There's a great benefit. So you want to look at the option. A couple of things you need to understand. There's a laundry list of requirements that you're going to want to make sure your life insurance retirement plan has. The first one is you want it to have safe and productive growth. Now you need to understand that volatility is the Achilles heel for any life insurance product. What you're not wanting to do is have the cash value go down so far that in retirement, especially when you're getting in your 70s and 80s, you're having to buy more insurance than you should have to buy. You also want low fees. You want to make sure that the structure is set up to where it's not costing you any more over the length of the policy than you would pay for a traditional investment. You also want cost-free and tax-free distributions. Now be aware, Many life insurance companies do not allow for cost redistributions. And when this happens, you can end up spending hundreds of thousands of dollars to borrow your own money. And the last one is you do want that long-term care rider. Great benefit. People need to have one of the biggest risks facing your retirement. In fact, we insure all the time things like our house. You realize there's only a 3% chance that you're going to have some type of fire that's going to burn your house down, but we all have fire insurance where we insure our car, there's only an 18% chance you're ever going to total your car. But yet we have a 70% chance if we live to our average life expectancy of needing some type of long-term care benefits, yet we're not insuring for it. So you do want to make sure that you have this life insurance retirement plan as an option to put in there. Again, if you want to learn more about it, uh, get hooked up with one of our advisors. They can help make sure that it is the product that will work for you. Another asset, it's not in this bucket, but we want to consider for tax-free income is that tax-deferred bucket. You remember in our last podcast, I talked about needing the right amount of money in this bucket. Well, if you get the appropriate amount inside of this bucket so that your required minimum distributions do not exceed your standard deduction and they do not cause your Social Security to be taxed, then what you've done is you've created a tax-free asset. And the last one that I want to cover today is Social Security. And realize if you only have Social Security income, you're not going to have tax on your Social Security. But there is what's called provisional income, which is you take your taxable income, you take your municipal bond income, even though it's not taxed, and one half of your Social Security, once you add those up, if the amount exceeds $25,000 for a single individual or thirty-four dollars for a married couple, some portion of your Social Security is going to be taxed. And when your Social Security is taxed, you're going to run out of money five to seven years faster. So why do we want to get all this money inside the tax-free bucket? Well, the biggest thing is that it helps to eliminate the risk facing your retirement. And in next week's show, I'm going to go into some of the risks that your tax-free bucket can help you eliminate. And why not only is it important for tax rate risk, but for solving these other risks that can completely derail retirements that many financial planners are not looking at, they're not talking about, and they're not considering when they're putting traditional plans together. Prosperity Nation, it is time for questions and answers with our producer, C.R. Tulane. Hey, C.R., how are you this week? Well, it's been a challenging week, but I'm here, Dave. How are you? I am doing good. What's been going on in your place this week? Well, you know, we have uh, we live in the mountains, so it's very cold a lot. And it was 32 degrees last night, which froze most of my plants. I, I'm going to learn eventually to not plant so early. Oh, I remember those days. Ciara and I were raised in the same small town, and we raised a huge garden when I was a kid. In fact, that provided 
our family most of the food that we ate during the winter time. So I remember those days all too well. Those late May frosts killed way too many crops during my lifetime. Yeah, I'm learning. Eventually, I'm going to get to that point and remember to uh, be better. But besides that, things are awesome and everything's good with you, I'm hoping. It is going good. Right now, we have the moving truck at our house. It's been a little chaotic, to say the least. We had some friends come over and help us get all the heavy stuff in the truck, but it has been quite a process. We have a lot more stuff than we should have for a family that moved here four years ago in suitcases. Now we've got a semi-truck hauling all of our stuff off the island. I love it. That is awesome. Well, I can't wait to hear how that goes. Yeah, I'm a prime example of how the tax incentives of Puerto Rico work. They expect you to come here, spend money, put kids in school. Well, when I moved here, I had five kids living on the island here with me. So five of them went to private schools. We had to buy three cars. We bought a house and a whole house full of furnishings and other things. So yeah, we definitely spend our money here on the island. Well, keep sharing your adventures because I love them. Well, last week, we talked about your two baby lambs, your two lambs that you now have. And one of the things you commented on was that you got your first sheep on Christmas Day. Is that right? That's right. Yep. Well, I missed an opportunity to talk a little bit more about this. I realized that during the week when I was thinking about our conversation, you have a unique name for this mother sheep. Is that right? I did get my sheep on Christmas Day, and to be creative with her name, we called her Fleece Navidad, kind of like a fleece jacket. Oh, what a perfect name for a sheep. And if I remember correctly, it even has its own Instagram account. Is that right? Yes, she does. She has 100 followers, and uh, she's doing great right now, and she's killing it on Instagram. Oh, how I miss the farm life. Such a simple process to be there with animals (laughs) and food. Just have everything you need pretty much right there on your property that can take care of you and your family. Exactly. Well, Dave, I know you have a lot to do. I don't want to keep boring you with my farm life and my garden. Can I break down some of these great questions for you? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So number one, do you use term insurance or permanent insurance to create life insurance retirement plan? This is a great question. And it's a question that I've been asked before in some of the webinars that I do. Many people get confused when we talk about a life insurance retirement plan, what type of insurance it is. And what we're talking about is permanent insurance. Because remember, if you're creating a retirement plan, you're creating a plan that's allowing you to have some form of income in your retirement. With a term insurance policy, there's no income attached. There's just a death benefit that if you die within a certain number of years, you're going to get a death benefit for your heirs. But on a permanent policy, you've got a death benefit matched with cash value. You're putting money into that account and it's that cash value that's growing tax-free that you're going to be able to then pull out tax-free during your retirement to help create this life insurance retirement plan. So what a great question. And I'm glad you broke that down because we do get a lot of questions on that. So let's get into question number two. Should I do a Roth conversion if the conversion will put me in the 24% tax bracket? Yeah, many people ask this question regarding the bracket it's going to put them in. And you need to understand that if you're in the 22 or 24% bracket, as I look at the future of taxes, you are in a good place. Many people don't realize that when taxes go back, now realize if you're in the top bracket at 37%, when taxes of January 1st, 2026 roll back to the 2017 amounts, the top bracket's only going to change by 2.6%. So we go from a 37% up to a 396 
But for many people who are in the 24% bracket, their bracket's going to jump clear up to 33%, 9% increase. So yes, if you can get money into the 24% bracket, maybe even going up just from 22, great opportunity for you to pay taxes at substantially lower rates than you will very soon here in the future or within the next, just over the next five years. Great advice. Okay. My last one, you and I have spent a lot of time in Vegas, a lot of time for work. And this question reminds me of this. It says, are my winnings from the sports book a good source of tax-free income? Oh, we always get such great questions on here. This is such an interesting one. No, this is not a great source of tax-free income. Now, if you do sports bet, and I only know this because I had a client who was very, very successful at it. He had a group of friends. They put together a number of algorithms, a number of calculations that allowed them to bet on baseball. And when they did bet on baseball, they were able to move the line. So they made millions and millions of dollars. They did this year after year, decade after decade. Well, now they've got to a point that they've got out of it. In fact, this client, it was very interesting. He finally got tired of just betting on baseball. So he went and got a law degree, became an attorney, and realized that it didn't pay him anywhere near the amount of money he could make just betting on baseball. So he went back and started betting on baseball again. Well, if you do that, there's no reporting to the IRS from these sports winnings. But with any income that's being earned, just because there's no reporting, unless it's in a tax-free bucket, you still need to pay income tax, just like my client did. He still reported the income, booked it on his tax return, let the IRS know that he had made money here and that he needed to pay some form of tax. So just because somehow you get cash money, just because you maybe have a situation where you bet and won money, don't think that you should be just pocketing that and not including Uncle Sam, because that is in the taxable bucket and Uncle Sam, by law, is entitled to a portion of that income. And just like that, Dave, you knock it out of the park. Well, these are great questions. This is the funnest part of the show as we talk about for me, not only so you and I can catch up a bit, but it's always fun to see what's on the minds of our listeners. They're so creative with their questions. So many of them are thinking deeply. We're seeing more and more people start moving towards the tax-free, risk-free paradigm. They're realizing that things we teach can help them change their retirement. I guess that's what excites me is the fact that I can see by their questions that people really want to better understand this so they can apply it in their life. That's awesome. And I hope you fill me in next week, wherever you're going to be, because I know the move is soon. Yes. So next week I will be in Tennessee. By that point, we will have been able to move ourselves. Our stuff will not be there yet. It's going to take three weeks. Our cars and house are still stuck here. We'll have our dog moved and we're shipping our turtle. Our turtle's getting shipped tomorrow. So that's kind of a unique process. You do overnight shipping. There's companies like UPS or FedEx that allow you to ship pets and we're going to ship Erica's little turtle, Bubbles, and she's going to arrive in Tennessee before we actually do on Sunday afternoon. Wow. Well, fill me in on Bubbles next week. I can't wait. (laughs) Yes, I I will definitely fill you in. It's going to be an interesting experience, kind of an odd one too, because moving there, we have many people from the church that have become friends, but we don't have family or anything. So my wife had to reach out to our realtor to ask her if she would pet set for us for a couple of days. Now, That's always a unique one. She luckily was super excited to have a turtle coming her way. But I realized that for many people, that probably wouldn't be the first question they would want their client to ask, especially if they're just serving in the capacity of a real estate agent. (laughs) Exactly. Cool. Thanks, Dave. You're welcome. Thanks, CR, for being on the show. Look forward to talking with you next week. 
Thank you for joining us today for this episode of The Prosperity Gap. If you want to learn more about The Prosperity Guy, or if you have questions you would like answered on a future show, go to theprosperityguy.com. While on the site, take time to look around. We offer a number of educational opportunities for those who want to learn more about tax-free and risk-free retirement.